Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Previously on Chaotic Normal, the crew of the Sturge finally began the mutiny against Captain Larestrade and the rest of the officers of the Sturge. They first started by taking out the first mate and the rest of the pirates loyal to him. They happened upon a uh, more than powerful magic net and started to make their way on deck only to confront the Captain Larestrade and the rest of the crew. Will this turn out in their favor? Or will their mutiny fail only to be caught up to by the dreaded Nasher and insanely monstrous crew of that ship. Let us find out on Chaotic Normal, The Shattered Isles. now in combat jules what do you do all right um i <laughs> gosh i will um turning towards the quartermaster who just kind of took up arms in uh, next to Larestrad, i'm going to um i kind of feel this feeling kind of up upwelling in myself and i reach out and um I kind of channel my energy at him in a way that makes his his blood kind of boil and he starts having his feelings roiling around and I'm trying to cast Charm Person on him. Um, it's going to be All a right. wisdom 13. With advantage. Oh, wait, you already attacked, I guess. Uh, but... yeah, unfortunately, Celeste triggered the fight already. Uh, not unfortunately, but... Uh... I'll give it a shot anyway. It's, all right. it's cool, it's cool. All right, so he gets to make, he has to make a uh, sorry a wisdom save. Wisdom thirteen. On, he has advantage. Right, and this is on the quartermaster Draven. He got a six instead of a crit miss. Hey, okay. Uh, I say it's over for Laristrad. Join us, and you can have an excellent position in the new ship. All right, uh, so he is charmed by you uh, as he kind of stumbles. He regards you as a friend, and the advice you have to give as great. And he looks and says, "What?" 
no, Le- Lerastrad's a great captain! And it'll, uh, you'll have to wait till your next turn to try and persuade him to join you, but he is definitely not an aggressor against you at this point. Uh, Rubert, what do you do? Uh, Lerastrad is no longer being supported by the Quartermaster, who's trying to argue with Jules that it, the right call is to side with Lerastrad, uh, while Lerastrad's just deflected a blow from uh, Celeste as she thorn-whipped him with a rope. Uh, what do you do? I uh, look at Larastrad and I say, well, you may as well enjoy your last moments as I start juggling some daggers and I'm casting Tasha's hideous laughter on him. <laughs> Oof. Uh, Larastrad. <laughs> what? All right. Uh, what kind of save is that? DC 13 wisdom. All right. And he has a plus two to wisdom saves. Look at that. And I rolled a three, so he got a five. Uh, he falls prone and is incapacitated and unable to stand up. The captain <laughs> falls prone, laughing with a hideous laughter at the demise he's facing. Uh, the crew looks on in a bit of shock and confusion as you've just worked mind magic on both of these people. Uh, and... Uh, yeah, so it seems, and then Larastrad will get to save uh, at the end of each of his turns and when he takes mm-hmm. damage. So Captain Larastrad is somewhat incapacitated. The quartermaster looks over confused at the captain's laughter and looks to Jules and says, we need to help him. You have to understand, you're, you're one of my closest friends on this ship. And uh, uh, Captain Larastrad struggles against the laughter, stuck prone. At the end of his turn, he attempts a save for nine, so he stays prone. Zelnern, what do you do? Uh, you see Larastrad is laughing and... Co- uncontrollably on the ground while the quartermaster is baffled at why you're fighting looks like i have to scrub you off the floor and i grab out my um my great axe as i go into another rage all right so you fly into a rage and you're running up towards the uh, prone captain laristrad yeah all right make an attack roll with advantage um that is a 19 the axe easily cuts down into him. His laughter caused him to like roll aside, so the blow is glancing, uh, and but still scores a strong hit against him. Ten damage. Uh, yeah, it's a glancing blow as the laughter, like the fit of laughter, causes him to jolt away at the last moment. You cut though into his cloak, and a bit of blood pours out from his arm. Uh, Larastrad screams in both laughter and uh, pain. The quartermaster looks over and intercedes himself between Lara or between oh, Zelnern and Larastrad. Oh, okay. Oh, you did attack Larastrad, so he does get to make a save. I rolled a seven. Uh, the quartermaster intercedes himself between Zelnern and Larastrad, uh, trying to shove Zelnern back. Zelnern, can you beat a nineteen strength athletics? Um, maybe. Oh, I get advantage on this, right? Yeah, I think so. From raging, yes. Yeah. Oh, sorry, that's tw- twenty-one actually. But where is you crit? So uh, the quartermaster goes to shove you off the poop deck, but you manage to hold your ground uh, and remarkably don't fall. Phil, you're down on the ground where you see this uh, chaos has taken, but most of the crew is gathered around the poop deck, chanting and cheering in uh, excitement. And Phil, as you look up and see that, you do see the Nasher. And from here, because you're a, you're a man that studies uh, siege weapons, you can see them sliding open the uh, the like covers, and they're rolling out their long nines. They don't have a lot of them, but they're their cannons capable of firing the longest distance. Whew. Oh, God. 
Um, is that net on the ground that all the yeah. tools were on? Okay. Yeah, all the weapons are off now. Okay. Um, I want to pick the net up. And uh, can I yell to the crew? Uh, Nasher will be on us soon. Uh, like, let's get to our posts, people. Let's go to work. And I know it might not do anything. And then tell me if I'm doing too much. I want to move forward. Uh, just like kind of below, um, like the poop deck or wherever, where the stairwell is. Yeah, to the bottom of the, uh, I guess it's the uh, quarter deck. Yeah. Yeah, and I want to ready in action to throw the net on Captain Larestrad if I can see him get up. Yeah. All right. So you you shout to the group to tr- or to the crew to try and get them under control. It really doesn't accomplish much. They're out for Larestrad's blood and won't return to jobs until Larestrad's dealt with. Uh, and he's currently laughing and bleeding on the ground. Uh, so you, but then you grab uh, grab hold of the uh, net, ready to hurl it up and over the poop deck onto Larestrad should he uh, stand up or recover from his laughing fit. And then at that point, it is Celeste. What do you do? Um. I look, is there any way to try to, like, get the crew to, like, simmer down? Uh, Do you really want the crew to simmer down mid-mutiny? I want them, I want to make sure that we're able to use our ship when uh, the Nasher Uh, gets close enough. You realize the best way to do that is to take care of Larastrad. Basically, you you intentionally riled the crew up to where they will not be calm (laughs) until Larastrad is dealt with. If you're able to calm them before that, you actually lose your mutiny and Larastrad will oh. have power again. Okay. Uh, Am I able to, like, see Phil moving and see him, like, grabbing yeah. the net? Okay, then I'm going to yeah, grab that him. net from Unless him. you run down and take the net from Phil? Or, like, help Phil. I, I'll go down and help Phil so that way he can toss the net on. All right, so you go and assist Phil at it. Uh, both of you grabbing in so the attack will no longer have disadvantage. It'll be normal. Mm-hmm. Jules, what do you do? Larastrad's in a laughing fit on the ground, but at any moment he could recover and start swinging that magic sword around, carving holes in you. I kind of grab uh, Bailey by the shoulder, the quartermaster, and I say, Bailey, my friend, it's over for Larastrad. We need you to save the ship from, from the fate we're about to meet. Please, let's go, let's go. Leave Larastrad to his fate. He's done us enough harm. All right, I'll let you make a persuasion check with advantage because he's charmed. Uh, he is a friend of Larastrad's, though, so this might be hard. Yeah, I got a 22. Oh, it was a DC 20. Uh, Quartermaster uh, Draven uh, kind of steps away and says, you're, you're right, We need right now we need to focus on the ship. He looks back down at his friend, Captain Larastrad, and he says, don't worry, Larastrad. I'll make sure you don't get hurt. I'll let nothing come to you. All right, I'll, I'll try and get the ship in order. Oh, God, the Nash is almost on us. Uh, and he steps away. The quartermaster now removed from the encounter as he disappears into the crew and starts trying to yell at the crew to do things. But you realize even the quartermaster can't get them under control so long as Larastrad is here. Uh, but Jules, you have removed the quartermaster from the encounter. Rubert, what do you do? Uh, I will go to... Uh, no, the net net can do that. I'm just gonna go stab Get the him. Sword. Get oh, the no, sword. Oh no! Yeah, I'll take yeah, I'll take his sword and his gun from him. <laughs> All right, uh, you step forward, and he's like clutching at them in his like fits of laughter, uh, but they're easy to slip out of his hand. So I'll let you make a uh, sleight of hand check to see if you can 
get those away from him. You got to beat his athletics of nine. Uh, 16. You easily deprive him of his magic sword that glows greatly bright and red as it emanates that treachery is afoot. Uh, you grab hold of his blade and then you take his uh, ornate golden pistol that was surely looted from some uh, ter- or like Delendrant captain's fallen skyship or something. And as you take the uh, items away from him, Larastrot, now deprived of weapon, you see tears forming in his eyes as he's stuck in this constant cycle of laughter. <laughs> uh, Laristrad struggles and actually does get free I rolled a 16 uh, Laristrad at the end of his turn recovers from his laughing fit gasps on the ground and says huh, you fools, you fools all of you what dark sorcery of the deep are you working uh, and uh, Zelnern uh, what do you do Laristrad's still prone on the ground gasping for air uh, you see Phil and Celeste are about to throw a net onto him. Um, in fact, actually, Phil, you readied your action for when he uh, recovered. So that would be now. Uh, before Zellner and even acts, you and Celeste hurl the net. You're going to make that attack normal with plus three because it's a net. It's a plus three net. <laughs> Skeet it, uh, nat 20, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you roll that, like, 25 or whatever that is with your proficiency. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, pirate uh, lingo. Skeet it. Famous uh, on the high seas. So Zelnern, you're about to step forward towards Larisrod when suddenly a uh, shining net flies in the air, the runes glowing. You take a step back as the weighted balls on every, on the ends of it uh, hit clattering against the deck and suddenly the net sinks itself down over Larisrod, who grabs at the net struggling. No! No! Not my net! My own net! As he struggles against it. Larisrod is clearly restrained and this net is far too difficult for him to get out of because he is prone so he has dis- and he's going to have disadvantage on everything and this is a DC 15 to escape. Uh, normally, so plus three, DC 18. Uh, Laristrad struggles, unable to escape the net. You have successfully uh, captured uh, or subdued Captain Laristrad. Now you turn to the crew, who look over in a uh, in a tumultuous fury. Some people shouting, "Kill Harlem!" Others say, "Tie him to the mast!" Uh, to the mast. Thirty-two lashes, one for every crewman. He's lashed. Someone else shouts. Throw him to the sharks now! Decapitate him before the Nasher so she knows that we're that we're free of him. Let's throw him to the Nasher. Get the boat ready. Uh, you uh, call for everyone to get the boat ready, like as in grab the dinghy or grab start the dinghy. getting this. Okay, uh, people start running down. Phil, you've just thrown the net as crewmen start running down, headed for the dinghy. The dinghy you've rigged with an alarm to let everyone know if it's getting it stolen. It was uh, mental alarm, mental I think alarm, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I'll just dismantle the alarm so that it doesn't happen. And then uh, one of, I might say to like turn to one of our crew members and say we need to get the treasure on the ship with him. Um. Before we send him away. I'll I'll help Uh, you with that. So as the the crew rushes about and the quartermaster starts getting people back to their stations to get the sails running, to get the oars working, starts shouting for people to get on the uh, ballista and on the the mangonel, you also are aware that, or Phil, you saw that they were lowering the... uh, the, or like rolling out the long nines, ready to start firing. Uh, If you don't 
if you don't do, signal some sort of uh, parlay, uh, you're certain that Nasher will start firing upon you any moment now. Yeah, we um, need to raise a white flag or something. Mm-hmm. Um, you call for uh, up to the crow's nest for them to change the light flag, and you Finnegan! look to, and you see Finnegan uh, pop up and what? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, and uh, he seems he's pretty clearly confused and was not aware that there was a mutiny at hand. Um, and <laughs> after a bit of arguing back and forth, uh, Finnegan starts uh, crawling out along the lines to have the flag changed to run up a white flag of parlay. Um, as the flag runs up, there is a terrifying moment. You are not sure. Will the Nasher take your parlay? Uh, it's normal among pirates to accept a parlay from another pirate or from a merchant vessel or anything, that's considered code. But Laristrad broke all of the pirate laws by raiding another, uh, by raiding the treasure of a, another pirate of the uh, pirate court. So in so, or sorry, the uh, Sea Prince court. In so doing, he has effectively denied himself and the Sturge all customs of the, uh, of, pi- of standard pirate practice. Um, so is you? Or is there anything you want to take to do while you're not yeah. sure if the Nasher will sink you or not? I have do something. We... Oh, uh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say I want to go find Amory to make sure he's safe. The cabin boy. Yeah, cabin boy. All right. So do you we... go searching for Amory while uh, Jules. Do we have any? Uh, like, does our ship have anything identifying Laristrad as the captain? Like some flag or something. That's like his mark, or do we just have black sails? Kind of. Uh, you, I mean, you have the standard uh, flag of the Sturge, which can most people would associate the Sturge as specifically Laristrad's ship. Um, so that that symbol alone might signal, like pulling that down alone might signal uh, that nope, we're not Laristrad's crew anymore. But... Yeah, I I, I want to go like climb up and just like tear that thing free and throw it into the ocean. All right, so you start clambering up there uh, while uh, Celeste is looking for Amory the cabin boy. Uh, Phil, what about you? Um, for a second, I think about uh, telling the guys down on the boat below to parlay on the foldable mast, but then I like kind of slink away as Phil, and I go up to where the commotion was to see if the spyglass that Captain Laristrad had might be on the floor where we it put is. him in the net. Okay, it I, is. I, Put it in my pocket and I don't say anything. <laughs> uh, I like that a lot. Inspiration. Um, and then uh, what about you, uh, Rubert and Zelnern? Is there anything you're trying to do while uh, the ship seems to be moving? It's pulled to a uh, stop. as uh, Or not pulled to a stop, but it's like the sails are struck and it's waiting in the water, signaling this, uh, signaling the uh, parlay uh, while... Uh, uh, Jules is up there pulling the and like Finnegan signaling the parlay while Jules is up there pulling down Laristrad's flag to make it clear that you're not Laristrad's crew. You see that Cyclop is helping the quartermaster manage the crew at this point. Like she's assisting in this part of your mutiny. She's not like going full traitor on you all. Yeah, uh, but I'm, is grabbing anything... the... I'm grabbing the helping to grab the treasure. Okay, so you and uh, Rubert go to grab the treasure, or Rubert, are you doing something different? Uh, I was gonna stand. Uh, on the deck, um, and I was wondering, are the seas are pretty choppy right now? Super choppy. Okay. So Chossy. sound's probably not carrying super well across them? Not great, no. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, I'm just gonna stand like at the <laughs> pull out Prostrate your loot, Rubair. Uh... <laughs> so you just kind of stand, looking like new captain. <laughs> yeah, like like the his sword like at my waist, like hand on the pommel, just like oh. looking out over the ship. That's cringy. <laughs> so, yeah. Everyone else is like, "Well, we have to get to things to uh, help with this," it. and you're like, "I can sure look like I'm in charge." <laughs> uh, <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, so the, the lot of you bustle about your tasks. Uh, Zellner, in your angered state, you have little trouble bashing down the cabin door to the or to the captain's quarters, and you find the treasure. Uh, however, you're in there at the same time that Celeste uh, steps in, as you see a terrified Amory hiding behind the treasure chest from the dragon Aww. turtle who's just bashed in uh, the door. Uh, as Zellner... Uh, Zilner yells at the child to help him with the oh, treasure, and he tries desperately Zellner. to grab it. I go and I grab... I don't grab Amory. I go and I, like, look at Zilner, and I'm like, hold up a second. You can get it. I need to, I need to help him out. So, and I go and I sorry. try to comfort. You're right. Uh, you're right. I, I don't know what got over me again today. <laughs> it's okay. There's, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on right now. I totally understand. But let, let me take care of Amory and you take care of the treasure. I will take the treasure. Thank you. Um, you look, uh, or as the two of you step back out uh, with uh, Celeste trying to comfort Amory, uh, you look up and you see that the skies have a dark set of clouds covering them. Uh, you didn't quite notice it earlier because of twilight, but now that the sun is beginning to rise on the horizon, you can really tell the deep, dark clouds that hang above you. Any sailor knows this type of cloud, especially when combined with the wind and chop. You know storms are a-brewing, um, and it's not long before it'll be upon Uh And uh, as you gather out on deck and attend to your various things, uh, well, wondering, will the Nasher sink us? She doesn't. Captain Goldeer does not fire her long nines. Instead, the uh, vicious-looking uh, three-masted galleon comes closer and closer. It circles you like a vulture circling a the uh, circling a piece of carrion in the sea. It circle or a shark, I guess, does that. Vultures do it on land. Uh, it circles you like a shark uh, over and over. Uh, closing a tighter and tighter circle until the ship is far is not so far away that you can't see or see the crew crawling around on deck in pretty clear detail at the uh, poop deck of the uh, Nasher you spot a, a half dragon woman her scales are a bright and verdant blue and you've heard the stories of Captain Goldeer of the Nasher supposedly a uh, a woman born, or a uh, woman born of orcish blood and dragon blood from a blue dragon that layered in the deserts of the country Tharn, uh, and her uh, mother was, or sorry, father was an orc also from uh, Tharn, although he was a uh, gladiator fighting in their pits. Captain Goldeer, in fact, her entire ship the Nasher is known to have been a gladiator slave ship transporting gladiators from one place to the next to fight in uh, pit fights uh, for spectacle uh, only for uh, Goldir to throw a mutiny much as you've just done and take control of the Nasher and all of its many gladiator orcs on board you are 
with this, you are aware that the crew of the Nasher are all angry, trained fighters, each of them without a home to go back to save for the Nasher, and each of them a, a masterful combatant, not just a savage warrior, but also a person trained in spectacle of bloodshed. Uh, and as you see that ship looming and you see the blue-scaled half-dragon Captain Goldeer, she, uh, she has a great three-pointed hat on, a uh, long uh bronze co- or a long coat of brown and bronze buttons uh, she wields at her side a great cutlass and you see a hulking blunderbuss that she uh, kind of rests on the uh, railing uh, idly pointing it towards your ship and it's from here that you hear her voice boom out with a thunderous uh, sound uh, undoubtedly amplified by the uh, draconic nature within her like thaumaturgy. Uh, and as her voice booms out, she shouts, Ye there! Your uh, Laristrad, you coward! You have the gall to signal a uh, parley after what you've done. I've given you this, but uh, I'm honoring this parley. Not out of respect for you, nor respect for the code. But just because I don't want to uh, have you sink from so far away, I want to see your sniveling little face when we string you up from the mast. You hear her crew laugh a deep, boisterous, uh, mon- like monstral, monstral? monstrous laugh. Uh, and you see among the crew, like pacing around, you see a hulking minotaur standing near nine feet tall with a great rack of horns. Uh, he looks over, and you wonder what those horns could do if he got in the bottom of your ship. It'd be a bull in a <laughs> China ship. <laughs> It'd be bad. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you, so you heard Captain Goldier's challenge, uh, or, her, or, or her call out to Laristrad to show himself. Uh, at this point, you've got Laristrad like, in the dinghy, uh, and the dinghy's like not yet lowered, but like they're in the process of lowering it. Um, uh, Estrade is no longer the captain of this ship. He is not the one that called for parley. Uh, there's some, like you hear some laughter aboard, and then Gildir looks over and says, "Is this some pathetic trick of yours, Estrade? <laughs> what? Oh, it's not my ship." <laughs> We're not so foolish as that, Laristrad. What lackey did you send before me, huh? We send no lackey of Laristrads. We are the new, well, crew of the Sturge. Soon to be renamed, of course, because that is a terrible name and it's a terrible <laughs> ship. You say all of that? There's a lot of the crew on board goes, yeah, it's a pretty patch. Uh... <laughs> And uh, Goldir even echoes that and says, Aye, it be a terrible, wretched ship that deserves to be at the bottom of the ocean, along with its crew of scavenging thieves. You're not but vultures and leeches. If Laristrad's no longer in charge, where is he then? Did you cast him overboard? No, we knew you would... uh want to deal with him yourself so we have him captured and we'll be sending him your way shortly along with what rightly belongs to you uh she, you see uh Goldier look at that sort of 
uh, surprise, and you hear some grumbling, frustrated anger among her crew. You hear a few say, oh, I thought we were going to get blood, and another say, aye, the Storm Father needs another offering. You see him rumbling above, uh, Goldir, and Goldir holds her hand and says, silence! But my crew's not wrong! I, uh, the Storm Father is above us. You can hear his rumbling thunder. And as she says that, a peal of thunder does tear across the sky, and the wind picks up, a bit of rain joining in it. He'll be on us any moment with his crashing, uh, this sh- uh, shattering lightning, his wind and his great waves. Your captain sailed you past the Black Rock. He may have thought no no one else would follow him into the weird kelp, but me and mine, we did our mutiny in the weird kelp. This place is our home. The Stormfather will be hungry, and he needs himself a sacrifice to be calmed. Sacrifice God. Uh, you try to tell her sacrifice Laristrad, and I need, <laughs> I need a uh, persuasion check from uh, from your group to see if you can convince Goldir to not kill you all, anyways, because it would be fun. <laughs> Do we all roll that? Who's rolling on that one? Uh, I want everyone to roll and tell me what they got, because it sounds like you're all shouting out at uh... yeah. God, nineteen six. I got a six too. Uh, I'll roll. I'll roll them over. I'm coming yeah, I over. I got a twelve. Twenty-four. Ooh, there's a one. I need. I need a twenty or above. So uh, it was gonna be. It was a hard check. Uh, as you uh, shout your various reasons, and most of you emphasize on sacrifice, Laristrad. Uh, Captain Goldier seems to look at the storms peal and look at the ocean beneath her. I. Larastrad would make a fine offering. Row him to, uh, uh, put him out in a boat. Send him to the space between us so we can offer him up to the storm father. Um, Gladly. You, uh, so, <laughs> Phil, do you want to be the one to start rowing uh, the boat over? Uh... Well, my plan was to get on the boat and then kick him off and then row away myself. <laughs> was currently uh, wrapped in a net. How, would she object to that if I like rowed out there and then like threw him overboard in the in net? The water? With, the, with if you throw him in the net in the water, you can tell she wants to sacrifice him. Uh, so throwing him in the net in the water probably won't do anything. Plus, she wants the the treasure back. Okay. I want the net. <laughs> Yeah, I'll. Uh, I guess I'll Don't row him out there that. and then drop him in the water and then row over to her boat with the treasure. <laughs> Are you dropping him in the water? Okay. Uh, well, I thought I'm supposed yeah. to. She said, "Put him in the middle." Yeah, she's saying like, "Oh, like, bring him to the space between me." Yeah. Yeah. Um, she was more asking like, "Does you like?" She's not going to pull the Nasher up to the Sturge. She wants you to sail across the place in the middle. Is what she was calling for. Mm-hmm. Uh, she pauses Maybe for a I'm moment. Was I being not clear? What I'm, I'm think- telling you to do is row the captain across the space between us and to and bring him to my ship. Oh, oh, I yeah, completely. It's been a rough night. Yeah, I'm on my way. Uh, here I wouldn't I go. Be su- 
I wouldn't be surprised at such idiocy from a member of the Sturge. She says that last part clearly to elicit a laughing reaction from her uh, crew, who all laugh in their boisterous, cruel laughing sounds. Uh, and you see the orcs that crawl the, uh, that crawl the ship deck, and looking over at you, they chat, Bring him here! Bring him here! Their deep voices rumbling as they're excited to get this opportunity to murder somebody who uh, has wronged their captain. Um, and Goldier looks on her blue dragon scales, no longer glistening as the sun has fully receded behind the quickly gathering storm front around you. In fact, you find that you are uh, like kind of wrapped in a haze, not like a cyclone or anything, but wrapped in a haze as the wind and rain picks up around you and raindrops start to pitter-patter on you and very quickly start to escalate. The dinghy is, ro- uh, is lowered down into the water with Phil on it and Laristrad at the front uh, of it basically acting as weight, uh, the net rowing him down. And uh, Phil, as you settle down onto the bench uh, and like detach the ropes that connect the dinghy to the sturge, you start pulling the oars. And Laristrad, you can tell he's whimpering and terrified, says, Come on, John, don't give me over to her. Oh, there's no fate crueler than what she'll do to me. Please, please, I'll... I'll make you gunnery sergeant. And, uh. and, and the rest of yours, I'll, I'll, I'll give them all rolls too. I'll... If one of you wants to be doctor, I'll throw hacksaw overboard. Uh, we can we can kick the bosun out. We don't need chaos. Who needs a gnome on board, anyways, right? Uh, come on, I, I'll give you all, all positions as officers. I need a new first mate. I hear. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I look through him like just glazed over. Like Phil knows he's dead already. Uh, you hear him say, "I oh, I know of a treasure." I, a treasure greater than anything I've ever pilfered from anyone else. I've I've been too worried to take it, but make row back, make me captain. You know, make me a midshipman. Just just don't give me over to her, and I'll I'll take us to that treasure. It's it's quite the opportunity. It's located here in near the Black Rock. It's not far. I could give us such treasure. The whole of, well, the whole of the Grey Sands ship is there. I could take you there. Could I do an insight? Yeah. Fifteen. I just want to know: Is he actually know of a treasure? Or is he just begging, pulling every stop to try and live? It seems like he's desperate and willing to confess anything. Uh, however, he did. He didn't just call it a random treasure name. You heard him say, "I know where the hull of the Gray Sands ship is." Uh, clearly referencing uh, Rubert Gray Sands' father. Uh, he doesn't seem to know what the ship's name actually was, but it seems like he has a idea of where this uh, famous pirate's ship went down. Uh, can I stop paddling for a second and say, tell me where? Uh, you stop paddling. He looks at you and says, and you're kind of like in the middle between the two ships, the waves rocking. You see a peal of lightning, uh, through the sky and you hear the echoing thunder booming. Uh, you even see like the lightning. You worry it might strike one of the masts any moment. Uh, the wind is howling and no one else could hear you. Even Goldir's voice is drowned out as Laristrad looks there whimpering waves kind of crashing over the dinghy as you shout at him over the uh, wind, trying to get him to hear you saying, uh, ask him to tell you where, uh, uh, tell you where it is, and uh, through a whimper, he says, "I'll only tell you if if you swear it, swear it on all your pirate honor, 
on the pirate code, swear it by the sea that you'll let you'll let me rejoin the crew, and you won't give me over to Goldeer. I'll tell you where it is if that's the case. Um, I'm gonna swear it because <laughs> I I follow the smuggler's code, not the pirate code. So. Uh, he. I'm gonna need you to make a deception check contested by yeah. that of Laristrad's insight. Nineteen. Uh, he got an eleven. Uh, Laristrad smiles, and over the rain, he shouts, "In the in Port Pestilence, there's an al- a black alchemist named Vendril. He knows the location. He has it on a map, and I he said he'd sell it to me, just so long as I brought." back a, a shipment that he's owed we can get the shipment and we can go that's vendoral in port pestilence um and as you hear you realize that's close that's nearby um and uh you've just sworn to this man on a code you don't follow uh <laughs> that you'd let him rejoin the crew just as, and as he says uh, port pestilence and starts giving you that information and seems to be about to give more information uh, the rest of you sitting on the boat watching as Phil makes this perilous journey across the uh, uh, like the crashing waves with the dinghy, you see sudden commotion aboard the uh, the Nasher, and to your surprise, they uh, start letting down sail. You see here uh, Goldier faintly shouting, "All hands on deck!" And you look confused as you see them beginning to pull away from the dinghy. Everyone on board the uh, the Sturge, go ahead and make a perception check. Twelve. Twenty-two. Twelve, five, and a twenty-two, and two. a two. Alright, uh, unfortunately in the dark crashing waves, only uh, Celeste's uh, keen elven-touched eyes managed to notice as the massive black shape swims from beneath where the Nasher was and under where the dinghy is. It is massive. When I say this, I don't mean it's a shark. I don't mean it's a whale. It is a creature whose shadow looms just below the surface. And you see Phil yelling at uh, uh, Laristrad, trying to hear him. And Laristrad says to you, We'll look for Vendril. I just, he said, if I ever return without bringing him first the orb of, and then suddenly a massive tentacle explodes from the water and crashes <laughs> down onto the dinghy. Phil, you cry out as the dinghy explodes and splinters around you. The entirety of the dinghy crushed, Laristrad disappearing beneath the waves oh. in a moment. Uh,. What do you do on board the boat, everyone? You've just seen a tentacle explode out of the water and crash down onto the dinghy. Phil is out there, and there's still a tentacle pulling into the water. Uh, I rush to uh, try to gather crew to let down ropes so that we can get Phil out. Uh, You see the crew is terrified. One of them shouts, Kraken! And the the terrified fear echoes through. You realize very clearly why the Nasher is pulling away, as they must have spotted the Kraken before you. Uh, Jules, as you try to gather crew, I need a persuasion check from you as you try to get people working. Unless you're doing it through fear, and then I need an intimidate check. I'm going to try to persuade people. Uh, I got a 12. Realistically, would you save Phil? <laughs> I think I would, yeah. Um, 
You got a 12. A few people help. I needed just a 10. Uh, and start lowering ropes down. Phil, the crashing waves are actually sending you, like, the, the force of the uh, tentacle smashing through the dinghy kind of propelled the back end of the boat backwards towards the... Uh, towards the Sturge, putting you closer there as your boat's beginning to sink. You see crew members lowering a rope down as the planks of wood that are left uh, for you are sinking down. Uh, fortunately for you, the net and the chest uh, were on, like, smacked to this side of the boat. So you have the opportunity to save either the treasure or the net. Uh, party consensus. You guys want the chest, no, right? You're there yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, of course I'd take the chest. All right, Phil, you They're grab hold. Net. You grab, I mean, either is hard to swim with because the net's weighted and the chest is heavy. You grab hold of the chest uh, as the uh, boat or the boat begins to sink down. Those of you on the Sturge see Actually, as... How heavy, how far away is he? Uh, he's within 100 feet. Within 100 feet. He's further than 30 feet, though. Uh, no, we'll say he's within 30 feet. The okay. I, thing pushed him far away. I don't know how heavy the net is, but... I'll try with to reach out with a mage hand to grab the net as I see him oh. kind of turn away from it. Yeah, the the net <laughs> was three pounds we established. So uh, yeah, you uh, the mage hand conjures and grabs the net, dragging the item uh, <laughs> uh, through the air. And uh, yeah, and Phil, you grab hold of the treasure chest, but it is almost impossible to swim with it. As you try to keep afloat, I need a strength athletics from you to swim. Uh, the rest of you see Phil struggling in the water down there. There's ropes for him to grab at, but he's still a bit of distance away. Meanwhile, the phantom net gets dragged through the air by uh, Jules's creepy magic. Let the crack land. <laughs> no. Uh, this, this is going to be disadvantage because I have a peg leg, oh, chain no. mail. I, uh, <laughs> oh, you have chain mail. You have chainmail. That's oh, how you no. have AC. I thought you yeah. Uh, had leather. Yeah, you're sinking. Uh, this is going to be a okay. disadvantage. Strength athletics. Um, Choppy okay. waves, so it's DC 15. I plus can't... your carrying DC 20. Oh, God. Uh, I look gonna... over and I shout at him, trying to give him instructions, casting bless, um, being like, you're not a beggar. You're a thief. You're a smuggler. <laughs> yeah. uh, to give him, like... I don't think I'm going to get this, boys. Uh, so... This gives you... This gives you plus one d four to. Yeah. Can I ask I have, like two other people? Can I? I, I don't want to be too meta, but can I ask like what the stakes are? Like, am I going to die on this roll, or do I have an opportunity to live and lose yeah. the chest? You'll you'll slip below the waves, and you'll be able to hold your breath for an amount of time. But there is a crack in below the waves, so you don't die if you fail this check. Uh, there's still a chance to save. Not you. yet. Okay. Uh, I'll use my inspiration so I don't roll with disadvantage. Right, and, uh, you can swim well, right? Just for clarity, Celeste, gui- uh, Bless would not benefit his ability oh, check here. Would. Guidance would. Guidance yeah. would. Don't you have to touch him for guidance, though? I think you do. Yeah. yeah unfortunately, I got, that's not what that's you do. Why. I got an eight. You got an eight. Oh, you watch as uh, Phil, wearing chainmail with a peg leg and a heavy chest in the choppy ocean, disappears below the waves. Does anyone dive in to save him? Zelnern, you can swim, right? Yes, I got to. And I take a slow, deliberate, uh, (laughs) precise uh, line towards the side of the ship to jump off where he is. All right, Zelnern hits the water. 
Is it a I'll elegant give, hit, I'll... or is it I'll... like a belly flop? It's a it's a cannonball. <laughs> oh, I'll, yeah. I'll tuck a dagger into his belt to give him bardic inspiration before he jumps off. <laughs> All right. Uh, you cannonball into the water. It mixes with the chop to spray water everywhere. And as you enter into the water, now you don't have a swim speed, but you do have like hold your breath for four hours, right? Um, hour, yeah. Yeah. So go ahead and make a strength athletics to see if you can swim through here. You are not wearing heavy armor, so it's not. It's only gonna be a DC fifteen in this uh, chop. Seventeen, and then I'm gonna use my bardic inspiration here too. To you only needed a fifteen. Okay. Uh, so don't use up your bardic right. inspiration yet because you've got it at a 17. Uh, you start swimming out towards uh, where you uh, last saw uh, Phil disappear beneath the waves. And fortunately for you, you manage to reach towards where he is sinking as he's trying to hold up the chest and kick with one hand trying to pull. And it's a struggle in vain. Uh Still managed to hold his breath, but there is fear in his eyes. And Zelnern, as you move closer towards him, a lightning bolt strikes across the sky, illuminating the water and what's beneath the waves. Uh, Just as you manage to reach Phil, you see this terrifying shape. Its uh, body is slick and yet scaly. It doesn't People have described Krakens as though they're giant squids. But as you see this thing, no, that's just the image their mind chooses to affix to it because they cannot describe the incomprehensible shape that moves below them. And as you see this terrifying thing with its... Is that a dozen tentacled arms? Is that a hundred? What is that? Uh, Beneath you, you grab hold of Phil and you break towards the surface, or at least you try. Make a strength athletics uh, with advantage because now Phil's also working with you as you're trying to pull him up. Are we able to hold on to the uh, chest as we move up or probably not? Yeah, yeah, this would be holding on to the chest. It's DC 20. Uh, That is a 24. 24, nice. Uh, However... Uh, Phil, you are at risk of drowning. I need a wisdom saving throw, DC 10, to see if you can keep your cool or if you accidentally drag him under in a panic. I got a five. Uh, Zelner, uh, as soon as you break the surface, Phil is struggling desperately, and in his lashing, he grabs onto you and starts holding you down. So you've made it to the surface, but you are struggling now to swim. You're going to disappear. Phil! <laughs> You're gonna have disadvantage trying to get back to the boat. Uh, it's only a, and it is a twenty as well as you try to get back to the boat. Yeah, um, yeah Rubert. Uh, that is a twenty without even my using my. Um... Wow, you didn't need Rubert. <laughs> <laughs> With a disadvantage, not too bad. All right, uh, you managed to pull yourself back to the boat. Meanwhile, everyone else on the Sturge, you've been distracted from this escapade as you watched as a trio of tentacles started to crawl up the other side of the ship, reaching high into the sky. There is a look of utter terror and silence on the on every crew member's face as they see these tentacles rising 10 feet, 20, 30 40, 50 feet into the air, <laughs> stretching as high as the mast. You hear Finnegan say, eh? What kind of bird is that? Uh, as they raise up towards you. Phil, you reach the uh, ropes laid down. Uh, Phil and uh, Zellner, you reach the ropes laid down and start to climb back up them. But just as you uh, crawl over the uh, the gun- gunnel, uh, you too see these tentacles 
and realize the impending doom facing the Sturge. What do you do? Is there anything you can do? So... To the sails. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say while that was going on, I was going to try and call the crew down, but I didn't know about the tentacles. Yeah. Yeah, you, uh, I, imagine you, you're like... I imagine you're trying to get the crew under control, and you're like, you need to listen. Come on, crew, we need to work together. We've got to get out of this situation, and just confused why no one's paying attention. And eventually you turn and look up, and you see those tentacles. I'm gonna shoot. I'm gonna shoot my new gun at. <laughs> All right, uh, do it. Make an attack roll. Do I have proficiency with firearms? I gave myself crossbows. Yeah, you can have firearm proficiency instead. Okay. Although I guess, yeah. I mean, it's a crit miss, so it just like poof, goes off in my hand. <laughs> uh, Larastrad had wet powder packed in there. It just explodes wildly. Uh, and as it explodes wildly, actually, I think there is a whirl for uh, it failing but i can't find it right now so i'm not going to do it um the gunpowder explodes and there's a blinding boom and with that sound suddenly the crew explodes in chaos celeste what were you gonna do (laughs) i was gonna take starry form and shoot an arrow at it as i as so actually let me explain so my eyes glow my skin kind of lights like turn shimmery as like the different tattoos on my body take the shape of an archer um, the archer constellation as i take starry form um and then i go i like so this is this is your uh circle shape. of the stars wild shape feature right? yeah yeah yeah, yeah nice. and um what it allows is so instead of actually having like a crossbow i just kind of like make like the movement with my arms and then this like light like a that looks shaped like a bow goes shooting towards it. It's pretty awesome. Hopefully, it's cool and it actually hits. We'll go ahead and attempt to hit it. Make the attack roll. Twenty-two. Uh, that does indeed hit. Uh, the uh, your blow strikes into the kraken, um, into one of its tentacles. Uh, it's going to be one d eight plus wisdom modifier. Cat, you're in my way. You yell at one of the ship's cats as it scampers by like... you uh, <laughs> in terror. Uh, and uh, what's the damage on that 1d8 plus wisdom modifier? Six. Uh, the bolt of... Is it radiant damage? The bolt of radiant, radiant light damage. strikes out and sears into it. It doesn't seem to have any resistance to this, but it sears into it and it seems relatively unfazed by it, as if the thing is so immense that a mere uh, flash of radiance can do hardly anything at all to the tentacle. We should the, go. The crew explodes in terror. People, the bosun, sh- or sorry, the quartermaster, shouting, "All hands on deck!" At this point, Leo uh, Hacksaw Calvay arrives on deck, having broken his way out of his uh, his confinement. Uh, he arrives on deck and looks around and says, "What in the hell's going on here?" Uh, <laughs> only to see the tentacles and then stumble back in uh, in shock. The tentacles come crashing down onto the ship. Everyone on board is going to need to make a DC... Oh my goodness. A DC... That just seems unreasonable. 25 dexterity saving throw uh, as uh, the tentacles crash onto the boat. 
What kind of saving throw, sorry? DC 25 deck save. Oh, cool. Easy. Are there crits on saves? No, right? Nope. I like crits on saves, though. You can have crit fails and crit successes on saves. I got a crit. Look at that. Jules, you managed to make it. Anyone else succeed? I got a 10. Got a 7. 7. Uh, the tentacles, like the tentacles crash down onto the ship, and the sturge, uh, like, uh, the sturge doesn't break right away. No, the tentacles fall onto it in a mast topples. You see uh, Rubert get cast aside, tossed into the ocean as the uh, <laughs> tentacle swipes against him. Uh, Celeste, launching off another bolt of radiance, is swept aside by a tentacle. Phil and Zelnern just climbing over. The gunnel explodes in front of you, and the two of you topple back into the sea. Uh, while only Jules manages to, um, and some of the crew manage to move away from the swiping tentacles as they wrap around the ship and begin to crunch. Uh, as it crunches down into the ship, you hear a groaning as the uh, uh, the support beams begin to break. More tentacles pull out of the water, wrapping around crewmen and flinging them aside, casting them into the sea. As you hear the water frothing and churning as something great storms beneath it. Lightning explodes overhead. Jules, you see yet more tentacles curling up around the Sturge. Uh, the, the rest of your crew have been scattered, tossed into the water. Is there anything you do? Is there anything you can do but die? <laughs> Abandoned ship. I'm going to try to swim in the general direction of wherever I saw the most people try get scattered. Amory. <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, yeah. Amory, is there Amory? any structure to the ship left or is it just. There's a lot of structure to the ship left. It's like a couple, like the masts are broken and it, the tentacles are wrapped around and crushing it in a death hug. I hear I hear the voice of Celeste in my mind uh, or, or my feeling of what she might say, and I run to try to go find Amory. Uh, you uh, go ahead and make an investigation check. DC uh, ten to see if you can find Amory. If you fail, you won't be able to find him before the ship breaks. Fifteen. You manage to find the boy in the uh, in the kitchen with Crabclaw, who seems to be telling him, "Oh no, we'll have plenty of lemon cakes." As a tentacle explodes through one of the windows, <laughs> uh, the two scream as they move aside. Uh, Crabclaw looks at you and says. I'm afraid we might not have any actual lemon cakes. <laughs> I just pick up Avery. I don't know how small Avery. He's like a 12 year old boy, so he's not or like a 10 year old boy. So like you pick up uh, Avery. He's like, oh no, I'm going to get grabbed. Uh, and uh, Crabclaw Amy, says, "What? No concern for an old orc or half orc woman?" Uh, uh, and I yell to just uh, come with me, and I hope she does. But then I'm going to bring Avery up, and uh, yeah. The only hope, uh, I think, is in water now. You see Hacksaw throws the door open into the uh, into the uh, galley and says, Abandoned ship! There's no reason to be still! And then before he can finish, a tentacle wraps around Hacksaw and yanks oh. him out of the doorway, casting <laughs> oh, him into the sea. Uh, you see as the uh, bosun, uh, or, and as you run out onto deck trying to abandon ship, you see as Chaos, the bosun, uh, is sitting there at the ballista, aiming it out and she says uh, eat 
uh, eats steel kraken and launches uh, the ballista. The bolt stabs out, puncturing into a tentacle that flails in pain, showing that the, t- the kraken can be wounded. It, the uh, tentacle falls back into the water, and Chaos jumps for joy and says, Ha ha! Just another 15, 16, 7, 20 more like that? Oh god! And suddenly, the ship cracks. She topples down in between the boards as a great chunk of the ship tears open. You and uh, Amory with Crabclaw following you, do you just jump into the water? Uh, I, yeah, I want to jump towards whatever big chunk of wood is floating somewhere away from the part that's being attacked by tentacles. Uh, you jump into the water, trying to keep uh, Amory with you, and I need a acrobatics to see how well you can land in there. Okay. I got a 18. Uh, remarkably well, despite the boy you're uh, dragging along. Crabclaw kind of gets stuck at the edge, though. As like you start to jump, uh, Tentacle wraps around Crabclaw and drags her screaming away from you down into the bowels of the cracked ship. You jump into the water, and just in time, for the ship breaks in two, and as you look, fall into the frothing water, you see the swirling mouth of infinite teeth, a gyre in the water, churning at the heart of the ship, uh, in the uh, from beneath the ship where the cargo hold was. You see Cyclops screaming as she is dragged down into that swirling maw with countless other uh, sailors. You fall Close your eyes, hit, Avery. <laughs> you fall and hit the salt water, the tumultuous waves pounding around you. You, you swim, desperately trying to grab to any wood. You hear screams in the air, lightning arcing, thunder booming. You grab hold of a bit of driftwood, Amory grabbing onto it as well. There's not enough space, you realize, for both of you to be on it. I, no. I, I pull Amory up onto the piece of wood and I hang on to the edge. Um, you hang on to the edge of what you realize is a door as you and Amory uh, <laughs> drift there. It's tropical water, so uh, Amory, you're not going to drown. Henry, you know we're taking turns if this lasts long enough, right? <laughs> uh, unlike in the Botanic, uh, the, uh, uh, the water is not cold enough to drown you, uh, or to freeze you. But you are pushed by the crashing waves, uh, and almost as quickly as it came, the Kraken disappears. The Sturge pulled down beneath the waves. You were wise to abandon ship if you hadn't done that soon that you were going down. Uh, (laughs) The Sturge uh, disappears, only its masts above the wave. As you see Finnegan looking around and, is it getting lower? And then uh, the mast in the uh, crow's nest disappear beneath the crashing waves. The screams grow quiet as most people disappear beneath the water. And in this chaos, suddenly the water begins to calm, calm, and the clouds part, leaving only, uh, or leaving the basically rays of God, dappled sunlight passing through the clouds in this suddenly calm sea. To your luck, you spot first uh, Celeste drifting unconscious in the water. You and Amory fish her out. Uh, then you find Zelnern clutching to a piece of driftwood, and you manage to drag him to join your group. And then Jewel, or sorry, and then Phil Collins, and then uh, you find finally Rubert, 
Most of the other crew lost or scattered beneath the water, and only the five of you plus Amory have made it off. Did I did I get to hold on to the treasure? You look as Zelnern puts the treasure chest up on the <laughs> uh, on the wood. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> You have managed to survive your mutiny, uh, but you look around to realize your ship is gone. The weird kelp has gone back to settled. The Nasher is a do- or is a small space on the horizon. They have made sail back towards Black Rock and the proper Shattered Isles beyond, and you find yourself adrift at sea. Uh, there's not much you can do. At this point, you are adrift at sea and kind of at the mercy of whoever might find you. Uh, and, and fortunately for you, as you drift for a while, um, you will find that you are moving towards more common uh, shipping lanes, uh, which is fortunate. It means you'll likely be found. Uh, maybe be found. But as you drift at sea, for it's not just a moment, you're out at sea drifting for a day or two. Uh, what is the thing, and you're all thinking of like what you would do if you could get back to town. Uh, what's the first thing that you would change or do differently in life if you ever made it back, or if you were to survive this? Does anyone have anything they add to this conversation? I hope I can get some funds back to my dwarven clan. I almost didn't think I would. I thought I would never see them again when I got thrown from the ship. It's fair. I I don't I think I don't know. I wouldn't do anything different. But More I mutinies? Think, <laughs> I think the mutiny went pretty well to be honest. Can't control a kraken, I mean. Didn't budget that for that one. For, yeah, I think that was the captain's comeuppance coming to him, mm-hmm. but uh, we just the happened to get swept up in it. All I know is I'm never serving on another pirate ship under a captain like Lara Strad. After this, if we make it out of this, we need to go into business for ourselves. We can't oh, be yeah. if some some scummy pirate lord ever again. Actually, that brings up a good point. I would mutiny sooner. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. We're, uh, like, uh, we're drifting in the water. Hey, what would you think of that, that chant, man? That was pretty cool, right? <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> I think uh, the only thing Phil would have regretted was not uh, stealing the dinghy earlier. <laughs> Should have abandoned ship at an earlier time. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, as you drift at sea, having these talks and having some camaraderie and laughs and kind of coming to the agreement that Laristrad sucks, you would have made good captains and you should get in this business together and this time do it right. Um, fortunately, well as a team. Can we, uh, oh yeah, go ahead. Oh, while we're like drifting, if we know we're going into like merchant lanes, Mm-hmm. Do we want to like try and crack this bad boy first before they steal it from us? Uh, you don't have like a stable raft, and you might end up just spilling all the treasure into the sea. <laughs> <laughs> Phil says it anyway. Let's open it. 
Let's not spill it into the sea. Let's blink the silver. We're about to die, guys. You don't want to see what's in there. I, mean, I would I actually. I would. I don't know if if we see it and it falls over. I might actually rather die not knowing. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um, fortunately for you, after few days of hot burning sea or of hot like burning air and seagulls starting to peck at you uh, and worried about sharks coming or krakens coming uh, a merchant ship moving along the re passage uh, finds you this is the current that leads between uh, uh, the channel of drowned honor uh, Pestiland and the Black Rock and the Ancien Echipelle. Uh A merchant ship making a voyage from uh, Pestiland to the Ancien Echipelle, uh comes upon you in the water. They don't, or they, they're not pirates and they're not scoundrels. They see uh, men overboard and realize that you're in need of help. And so they, uh, they do lend you that help. You are exhausted and weary. You have multiple days of exhaustion on you, so fighting would be a pretty terrible idea. Um, And assuming you don't try to mutiny on this merchant ship... (laughs) It's not even a merchant ship, it's more of like a fishing vessel. Uh, Assuming you don't mutiny this random fishing vessel, uh, they do give you passage back towards uh, their destination, which actually they're headed past Pestilent, uh, through the Channel of Drowned Honor, and off towards the uh, Azure Stand and the Far Vale Islands, and through there, the Melora's Vale, and into the uh, into Fortune's Channel, which leads to Port Providence, is apparently their targeted anchorage, as they are taking... Uh, uh, sorry, I might have said uh, uh, Pestilent Ancien Achapelle. They're actually taking goods from the Ancien Achapelle uh, to Port Providence. Uh, which is the uh, sort of Agdalander like key port here in the Shattered Isles, and is actually, fittingly, where you all took passage originally on the uh, Sturge to begin with. Uh, so as you are uh, carried and recovering at sea, uh, you're brought back along the Fortune's Channel to Port Providence, a uh, port that sits not on the mainland but on the largest island here in the or in the shattered isles and it's big enough it might as well be the mainland uh, it has enough bayous on it that are full of enough lizard folk that it feels like the marshes of the mainland uh, but it is not actually mainland it's still one of the tropical shattered isles um and actually that's i think where we'll pick up next time is with you've arrived back in port providence you are shipless you have a treasure chest with an unknown Ooh. quantity of gold in it. Uh, you have no jobs. You fortunately have your equipment. Uh, you have no source of income or food. And you have a 12-year-old cabin boy for a crew. Uh, We've got a really th- great net. <laughs> you do have <laughs> yeah, a great net. Uh, but yeah, you are at a point where, though, you have a treasure chest, which I am going to randomly generate what's in that chest. You all want that? Sure. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking it was going to just be ironically filled with rations that would have saved us uh, being <laughs> at sea. It's actually a... Uh, oh, uh, no, it's a, it's a foldable boat. Uh, <laughs> uh, I can't find my treasure generator. Found my treasure generator. We're doing it. 
Uh, you find that there is... Oh, that's actually a pretty substantial treasure. Uh, in there, you find that the to uh, various uh, assortments of pearls and uh, jade and uh, opaque corals and ambers and garnets, uh, other small gemstones, as well as a sizable uh, amount of copper and silver and gold and platinum even, all of it totaling oh, cool. to quite the wealth of coin, 1,500 gold pieces in coin and 1,500 gold pieces in, in gemstones. Uh, however, most, or not, I mean, the 3,000 gold is the part that's most exciting. Uh, but the, uh, something that sticks out to you as particularly, uh, like, novel is that Captain Goldier has stashed a scroll within this, uh, within this chest. There's no reason she would stash a random note here, so undoubtedly whatever is written on this scroll must be a thing of great value. Nice. Are we able to open uh, the scroll? What you does do, it say? You do <laughs> unfurl the scroll, and to your uh, surprise, it is a uh, scroll written in the old speak, the ancient language of the uh, of the uh, sort of the ancient kingdom that used to, or ancient empire that used to rule this place, a language that none of you know as we stepped before, but you were able to t read it through uh, comprehend languages as a spell thanks to uh, Jules's magic. Um, but as you look at it, you can tell this is an ancient scroll from before the Everstorm. Should I uh, the ancient ones try to read it now? Or pick it up next time. You could read it now if you'd want. I, I'll cast uh, Comprehend Languages and kind of run my hand over the page as I try to listen for whispers of whoever originally wrote this speaking in uh, mind. You find that it is, in fact, a spell scroll of Word of Recall, a sixth-level cleric spell, Conjuration, that allows you and five willing creatures within five feet of you to instantly teleport to a previously designated sanctuary. It seems that this scroll is specifically linked to whatever this sanctuary is, uh, and it refers to the sanctuary as... Um, where is it? It refers to the sanctuary as Hesero. Uh, basically, or, and you're not sure what that is. Uh, it seems to be a proper noun, so it doesn't translate. But Hesero, an ancient one uh, uh, city or site, uh, something that counted as a sanctuary. And if you were to cast the spell, you'd be instantly teleported there. Um, With the treasure so have, or without the treasure? It'd be you and the things you're carrying. So you roll that uh, scroll of Word <laughs> of Recall up, uh, as well as counting out your 1,500 gold uh, coin. Uh, 1,500 gold piece coins and your 1,500 uh, gold piece worth of gems. Uh, and this is basically what you count on the uh, ship as you uh, arrive at Port Providence. Um, so also, XP next... for a uh, successful... Um... Uh, you get third level for that. Woo! Uh, Woo! We'll pick up uh, next time with you all arriving in Port Providence on this ship, weary and battered uh, and tired and no longer feeling like, wow, we have nothing, but feeling like, holy crap, we have 3,000 gold in our pockets. Considering a sailing ship costs 10,000 gold, that's not enough to get a ship. Oh, Jeff, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but maybe like a really crappy ship or enough to like support you as you uh, go out and try and steal a ship, maybe. Who knows? It is a sizable start, though. 
Hey, what's up, Chaotic Normies? It's me, you guessed it, Ryan, who plays your favorite bard on Chaotic Normal, Rubeh Grayson. Thanks uh, for listening, everyone. Be sure to like and subscribe on iTunes. Check out all our social medias. Just search Chaotic Normal on all of your favorite social medias, and that'll take you take you right to us. Um, any questions, concerns, comments, uh, recipes, um, workout tips, um, any other little just fun tidbits, any fun memes, send, send any memes, uh, to the chaotic normal, that's chaotic normal pod at gmail.com. And yeah, no, nothing new. Um, but, uh, thanks for sticking around. Uh, this is basically the end of the intro arc. And um, so next week we'll be starting kind of arc two as the crew uh, tries to figure out what the hell they're going to do without a ship and where they go next. So uh, tune in next week. Until then, bye bye Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.